now that we're getting into the winter months, um, I guess looking back on all things considered for how fall went, there, there were some cancellations, sus suspension of games, moving around. Do you kind of feel overall it was pretty successful for where we thought we may have been if we go back eight months of going, I don't know if we're going to have what we're going to have? Sure. You know, obviously it's it was uh, a success in comparison to what our spring of 2020 was, uh, where, you know, our kids weren't able to participate in anything. So uh, we do feel like it's a win in a lot of ways. We were able to get through all of our seasons locally. Um, as you mentioned, you know, we did have to have uh, some some suspensions of programs for, for brief periods of time, things like that. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I again, I, I've said all year long, every every game that we have, every event that we get to have for our kids, that's a win. And so, you know, we made it through our fall uh, activity season. So we feel like, uh, you know, successful from that standpoint. Um, and we feel like, you know, it, it helped with some of the guidelines that we've kept in place. Uh, to, to try to minimize that. And we feel like we've got smarter um, about how we're doing a few things as, as we learn more, as we get more input from, from experts. And, and as we figure out too, how we do things to try to, um, you know, reduce the number of quarantines if we do have a positive case so that we are uh, trying to, you know, maybe rather than it impact an entire program, maybe it impacts, you know, our, our freshman program, or it impacts only our varsity program or some things like that. So we've tried to do the things we can to, to minimize that. And, and we, we believe that's helping also minimize the transmission too. As you guys look at um, winter seasons now, um, I guess what's kind of the outlook that you, the district has on, because right now everything's a go, right? I mean, there's no stopping right now. I guess what's the outlook that you guys have well, you know, winter is going to provide a little bit more of a challenge uh, in, in that uh, most of our fall sports were outdoors. And so uh, social distancing, some things like that were a little bit easier. Volleyball, obviously, was was our one indoor sport uh, in, in the fall. And, you know, we had guidelines in place and, and, and we followed those and we felt like those were pretty successful. We're going to continue to follow many of those same ones, um, you know, the the MEC and the Suburban Conference both have put out some recommendations, some guidelines, and we're just as we did in the fall, we're, we're following along with those guidelines. Um, you know, so there are limitations on the number of fans per athlete at games. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have masks. Mask wearing is going to be mandatory at all indoor events. Uh, the only people who won't be wearing masks are those who are actively engaged in the game. So not only spectators, but, uh, you know, players on the bench, coaches, they'll all, all be wearing masks. Um, we are going to do temperature screenings at all of our, all, all of our home games, all of our local events. Uh, so we are going to screen spectators before they come in at all of our high school, middle school activities. And uh, they have a temperature above 100.4. They, they won't be admitted at that point. Uh, so we're, you know, we're trying to add a few more layers of, uh, you know, mitigation uh, so that we can. And, and again, our, our ultimate goal at the end of the day is to, to be able to create opportunities for our kids to be able to participate in those activities in a safe manner. How bigger of a challenge is sports? We talked about volleyball. There's, they're already kind of separate for the most part, but you get into basketball and wrestling when you have contact tracing, because as we've seen, kids aren't as susceptible to it, but there's still the quarantining, the contact tracing and stuff like that. I guess, how big of a challenge is the indoor sports? And I guess, what's the guidance that's been kind of 
been given on how to handle indoor sports? Well, you know, there, there hasn't been a lot of guidance. I think, I, I think a lot of us we're figuring it out together at the same time. Um, you know, we're, we'll, we'll have to see what that looks like. Um, again, you know, conferences have met and kind of put some guidelines in place, but um, the MEC, for example, we, we already have plans to meet again uh, middle of December, you know, to evaluate and to take a look at things. Um, I think it's like everything, all the decisions we're making right now, whether it be activities, whether it be school, anything like that, um, we have to be ready to be flexible and be able to pivot and, and change course if we find out, uh, you know, we need to do something different and, and we'll be willing to do that. And so, uh, again, we know that the indoor activities are going to be a little bit more of a challenge uh, just by the nature of the activities, the nature of basketball and the nature of wrestling. Uh, there's just there's going to be more close contact in um, an indoor situation, you know, than there was say in football, which there was all that contact, but it was outdoors and, uh, you know, soccer, a lot of contact there as well, but again, outdoors and volleyball indoors, but maybe not near the level of contact what we have. So we're, we're again, trying to do all the things we can um, to, to best be able to make those things happen. I think you and I talked about it back when the fall guidelines came out too, that you have different communities all over the area trying to face this I'm assuming all three will do the same thing. Central Lafayette and Ben will do the same thing as each other, just like it was in, in the fall, correct? If the MEC or you guys will just all be on the same page. Well, Central will be a little more restrictive because suburban guidelines are slightly more restrictive. Um, MEC guidelines were allowing up to six uh, people on the pass list uh, per, per athlete. Uh, suburban guidelines are only allowing two. Um, there are some things, for example, uh, tournaments for wrestling there is going to be a limit of, of two uh, spectators per participant just because when you bring in a large number of teams like that it's hard to socially distance it's hard to do those things um, you know some some areas are not having tournaments at all um, and so um, we're again trying to find that middle ground that that you know everything starts from if we're going to have activities we start with zero spectators and and then you know we've tried to go well what can we do we think we can do that still um, creates the opportunity for our kids to participate, but maybe uh, also allow, you know, some level of, of fan interaction or, you know, families to be able to watch their kids. And so um, that's kind of where we're at right now. And again, you know, if we, if we look at, um, you know, the MEC decides that, hey, six is too many or, or you know, six is not enough. Uh, I don't see it going that direction. Uh, if anything, I would see it maybe becoming more restrictive and, and at some point the suburban can say, you know what, we're, we're going to go to zero fans rather than two. And so, uh, you know, those things are all on the table and they're all, uh, I think up for reconsideration at any time, but, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to, again, to do the best we can, uh, you know, to, to make those opportunities available for our kids and then also for our families. And final question. And I know, you know, this and everybody knows that that, Parents, families want to see their kids compete, but these guidelines are basically, in, in a way, keeping it to where, actually not in a way, these guidelines are keeping it to where these student athletes can still compete at this point because you have to maybe potentially limit things from the outside coming in. Yeah, and, and that's why I say our, our goal is not, is so that we don't end up in the situation that we had in the spring where everything was completely, uh, you know, not on the table at all anymore. 
Um, but it, you know, it, one of the, one of the things that's nice with, with technology and as we've added technology in the district and everything and, and other districts have too, you know, we, we do have more ability to, to live stream some events, um, so that there is that opportunity that even if possibly you can't be there in person, um, most, if many, if not most of our, our events are, uh, you know, we have found ways to be able to put those out, um, so that people can watch them. And so there's some additional opportunities there, you know, maybe, maybe the, maybe your uncle who lives six States away could never come to your games, but now there's an opportunity that, you know, your uncle actually is able to watch your game. So we keep trying to find what are some of the, some of the silver linings and some of this and, and some of those things like that may actually, you know, be a benefit that we wouldn't have had. Um, but, but again, you know, it's, it's come absolutely with some challenges for sure.